Narble. And I'm Chloe. And you're listening to Very Junior Doctors. A podcast made for students by students. You're listening to season two. Welcome everyone to episode five of season two of Very Junior Doctors. I'm here today with a very special guest, uh, Raymond. So if you would like to introduce yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Raymond Effer. I'm a final year medical student at Southampton and also the co-chair of the BMA UK Medical Students Committee. Thank you for having me. Brilliant, thank you for coming. So today it's going to be a very different episode where essentially we're going to have a very unedited, very casual conversation with Raymond about uh, his role with the BMA and just medical school in general. Unfortunately, Chloe couldn't be here today, so it's just me and Raymond having a nice conversation. So uh, once this episode has been released, if you have any questions or any further thoughts or inquiries about the BMA or Raymond's role, please contact us um, via our Instagram or our email. So brilliant. Just let's just get started. So Raymond, tell me about, you know, your journey into the BMA. Yeah, so I've been involved in the BMA now for one year and a, and a half, getting to two years. So initially I started off as a wide participation deputy chair, following my um, elect, election into being a Southampton deputy rep. So a little bit of a going from one position to another position. And I quite enjoyed my time in that first year working with the executive committee, looking at national issues and you know, trying to problem solve some of, the, some of the obstacles that medical students face on a daily basis. And I really enjoyed doing that. I really enjoyed the company, the people, the really you know, charged conversations you could have about really important topics and issues. And I really, so I just really enjoyed that camaraderie as well. And then I decided that I would, you know, that I could go again, try again for another year, build on the work that we've done. And I ran for co-chair of the BMA um, Medical Students Committee, and luckily I got it. So that's where we are at the minute. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So you picked up on some really interesting points just about your role within the BMA. And there's a word that's you know, been ringing on everyone's ears very recently around camaraderie. I know that recently we've had a few very uh, few doctors talking about um, camaraderie within their foundation years. And very recently we had a post coming out about camaraderie within medical school. So could you like build upon that in terms of, you know, your role with the BMA and how working with other people has really helped your skills? Yeah, of course. I mean, you being in a union and unionism is all about camaraderie. It's all about the, the power of the collective, the power of collective bargaining, and the fact that we we are as a whole stronger in a group than we are as individuals by you know, collecting our thoughts, building together, working in a team. And that's definitely something that's so, so important and underpins the work a union does. So within the BMA, you know, you've got loads of medical students from different medical schools, reps from um, different walks of lives, all sorts of different backgrounds, and they all come with a different, unique perspective. And those differences can be as little as my medical school pays for my travel versus, you know, um, for the last five years, this is how we've done our placements. So, mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's like massive differences, massive um, ideas sometimes that they can spring from that. And it's really, really nice to have that and then be able to work together and say, oh, you know, the thing that you guys are doing is really good. How do we make that thing everywhere? What What do you do to achieve that? Just sharing that collective information amongst each other is really, really great. It's like having one super brain. Um, so yeah, it's, it, camaraderie is definitely really important. And I think it's so important in medicine, especially because all the things that we do, uh, you know, medicine is difficult. Medicine is really, really hard. So I think it's so important to be able to have 
you know, people around you that you can call your team, that you can call, um, you know, your comrades in, in fighting through uh, some of the obstacles that will definitely come your way in this. Definitely. That's a really interesting answer. And I guess it's incredibly relevant given the current situation with, you know, the BMA and the doctor strikes and the very junior doc and the, sorry, I keep saying very junior doctors. I meant to say junior doctor strikes. Um, and, you know, camaraderie is really underpinning the, that action towards, you know, better pay and better conditions. Um, so, yeah, no, really interesting topics. Um, so I guess my leading on from that, what would you say is the most challenging thing about being um, the co-chair of the BMA student committee? Oh, the most challenging thing about being chair. Ha, huh. that's a difficult question, actually. <laughs> Put <you> on the <laughs> spot, sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. I, th I think there's definitely some things that I had to learn and get more used to. Uh, you know, being, kind of being like, I don't know, I don't want to say in charge because I'm not really in charge. I'm, I'm, I'm one of the, the leaders, I suppose. I guess leader <laughs> is one of the best terms to use. Um, and so working on those leadership skills and working through um, some of the trouble points that will come is something that I had to get better at doing because the stakes are a lot higher within the BMA than they have been in my previous roles. And I think because they're so high, a lot of the times the decisions that you make, people will always, you know, um, they should, people will sometimes have a different idea of how things should go and is trying to work out how do we get through those pain problems, you know, those pain, um, those sticking points to, to get to a decision that, you know, pleases the most amount of people and people feel satisfied and people feel um, able to be able to say, you know, I'm happy with this decision, I back this, this decision. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're a member of the BMA, someone might ask in the future, you know, the medical students committee did this, why did you do this? Did you agree with this? And the worst thing is for you to not feel that you were fully or, you know, you, you were happy with that decision. So mm -hmm. I think that's definitely one of the things I have to get better at doing, which is trying to find all of the different sticking points that people have, the problem areas, the conflict areas, and working on that conflict resolution. Uh, and that's something I feel like I've gotten a lot better at. And it's still mm -hmm. something that I feel I could be even better, even more in the future. And I've only started to get really into the swing of it now. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for that. That's, you know, that's a really insightful kind of um, perspective when it comes to conflict resolution, especially within unions, because, you know, it's really important that you do come to a conclusion that does benefit the most amount of students or the most amount of members. But it's difficult when you have so many conflicting, you know, students, professionals, having different ideas, all perfectly valid, but, you know, they're so different. Um, so brilliant. So I guess on the flip side of that, what is the best thing about being the co-chair of the BMA? The best thing would definitely have to be the fact that you get to just talk to so many people from different medical schools. I think that's such a such a cool part of being part of the DMA is going to a meeting and then just hearing people talk about their different perspectives, the different medical schools, the things that other medical schools do. I, you know, as a medical student, very often you're in your own bubble within your own medical school, and the only thing you sometimes know is what your medical school does. Mm -hmm. And there are so many out there, so many other medical schools. You know, in the UK, you've got um, tons. Some of them have different entry requirements, different, um, you know, entry examinations. So it's really, really cool to be able to talk to students about things that they do at their medical schools, uh, the experiences they've had at their at their school. And some of the, you know, just brilliant experiences that they've been having as a whole in life, you know, 
and I've met people from Jordan, I've met people from, you know, and parts of different parts of Europe. And I think that's just a really, really cool part. So I definitely say the people. Brilliant. Brilliant. So I guess leading on from that, what kind of skills and well, very similar to the questions I've asked before, what kind of characteristics would you say are the most valuable when it comes to working in these kind of leadership positions within the BMA? Hmm. I, I might give you a controversial answer here and actually say that there probably isn't actually a best quality at mm-hmm. all. I think that all I think all qualities and characteristics are important in the union because what we need when it, when it comes to unionism is a, a wide array of skill sets as possible because mm-hmm. that allows us to have different approaches and different abilities and different ideas of tackling different issues. So to give an example, the campaign for a better NHS bursary, you know, a livable NHS bursary. That's a campaign that's very um, rooted in social media action, making you know noise, making making um, making it as loud as possible, making it as visible as possible. And for something like that, you would want someone that's you know media savvy, who knows how to get the case studies for that, knows how to recruit people, knows how to you know make people say, oh, this is a really important issue. Whereas something like um, the UKFPO stakeholder engagement exercise, you might want um, someone who's good in the room, understanding where the questions are, where um, students might have issues with some of the changes, and talking about this and um, gathering that information as best as possible. So in that scenario, you want a really good information gatherer. So I think, yeah, it's a bit of a non-answer, but yeah, <laughs> as, as any skill at all, if you find if you think to yourself, what am I really good at? It's something that your union would definitely appreciate having. Definitely. Amazing. So yeah, no, <laughs> I kind of like caught you out with that question where it was like, do you have a specific model? But no, no, um, I completely agree with you. You know, you need to have different characteristics and different, um, you know, uh, skills that you bring to the table to work with different people, because it's not, you know, it's not just a singular person making all the decisions. You have to work with others. And I guess, you know, that feeds into medicine in general as well. There are so many crossovers between, you know, your role in the BMA and then your role as a doctor or as a clinician. Um, So yeah, that's brilliant. I guess my next question would be, what advice would you give people who are looking into, you know, student um, advocacy, sorry, and, you know, really want to get involved in these leadership positions within these within these bodies like the BMA, the GMC, what, what advice would you give them? I'd say the advice I would say give them is just pop a question to any of the people that you see that are active in the BMA. If you want any advice, any opinions, getting started, or, you know, working out how you can dip your toe in, there's loads of different opportunities you can have to even be an observer to meetings, things like that. You can ask that just so you can see what the kind of picture looks like when you're starting to get involved in it more. The website has loads of really good information and there's loads of different things you can do. So it doesn't have to be that you need to be a co-chair or chair of a committee. There are, you can be a rep to a different committee talking about, you know, medical students' opinions on junior doctors' industrial actions. You can help us communicate with our junior doctor peers you can help us communicate communicate with our um with our gp peers talk about gender pay gaps there's loads of different things that you can do and that's why i was saying that you know all skill sets are definitely welcome and i definitely need it because the, we do we do a lot of work there's a lot of different things that we do and um, we do conferences as well of course as well so the medical students conference and there's a junior members forum which is for students that aren't as involved in the bma so there's loads of different events that happen all the time that 
either you can get involved with to work out whether you want to be more involved with the BMA, or we can, or if you're involved with the BMA, you can look at moving into um, helping with. Because, like I said, you need as many skills as possible. <laughs> Brilliant. As as a BMA member, what would you say is the most important thing about students such as yourself, such as me, such as Chloe, um, getting involved in these kind of bodies? You know, how important is it that medical students really portray their perspectives and their experiences? Yeah, I think it comes, again, it comes down to what underpins unions, which is collective bargaining. So if we have as you know loads of students involved with the BMA, loads of students voicing their opinions, giving their thoughts into, you know, the workings of the BMA Medical Students Committee, that allows us to be a lot more stronger with the things that we do, a lot more louder with the actions that we take. So, because, you know, if, for example, if let's say all medical students who are involved with the BMA are really passionate about the BMA and the work that they do, and they say, you know, I'm gonna, I want to go up and down. I'm going to retweet every tweet that you know that comes out. That's going to make every action that the union takes really loud and visible, and mm-hmm. that's really really difficult to ignore. And it's really hard to ignore such a big big group in that kind of manner. And I think the bigger the union is, the more members that we have, the louder our actions are, and the stronger that we get to be in the room, the better outcomes we'll get for students. And be that from you know. Um, finance as I mentioned earlier or welfare outcomes and I think that's that will continue to make us stronger and that's nothing it's a you know ongoing thing growing more and more and more and I think um, this year and this last year and this year especially um, I think I've definitely started showing people again the value of being in the union that mm-hmm. people are getting um, people are seeing the impact that industrial action can have on your wages and realizing that when it comes down to the, when it comes down to it when the cards are on the table and well when the chips are down so i guess it's saying that people in the government aren't going to be doing that negotiation for you you're going to have to mm-hmm. find others you know your peers and your comrades to help you come to um, help you push them into the right decision to help you and your peers better your lives yeah that's really powerful that is i think you know trying to elevate the voices of these medical students is so, so important because in the end, you know, we're the ones being affected in the future as well as these junior doctors as well. Um, so like you said, you you phrased it perfectly, you know, these government officials aren't going to be talking on behalf of us. It's our role to be talking um, and speaking up about the issues that affect us. So I guess moving on from the, uh, you know, the political aspect of the BMA and just moving on to more personal thing, um, well, how would you say that you manage the balance between your role within the BMA and your role as a final year medical student at Southampton? Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult balance to strike. You know, there's a lot of commitments uh, mm-hmm. within the BMA. There's also a lot of hours within medicine in general, especially when you're in final year. So, mm-hmm. of course, there's definitely a balance that has to be struck. And I think having Lara, so, so Lara is my co-chair. She's, mm-hmm. she's she's my peer when it comes to working in the embassy. I think having her has been really, really helpful because from the get-go, we were able to say, these are the areas where I'm going to be really, really busy and not as attentive to my emails. Are you happy to be, you know, um, spend maybe a, uh, check your emails a little bit more often so we don't miss something that's really important mm-hmm. and, you know, and allow me to do my revision or do my placements. And I think that's really, really helpful to be able to kind of split our workload in half. So for example, at the moment, she's an elective 
So I, and when she is, the her internet connection isn't that great. So I said, that's mm -hmm. fine. My internet connection is better. So I'll take that, you know, I'll take that brunt of the workload because, you know, in January I had exams, so you were taking the brunt of the workload. So mm -hmm. it's just nice being able to balance that out. At the same time, it's, you know, keeping yourself to your task and your deadline. So I try and get things done as quickly as possible. As soon as they are on my table, I try and look at it. I send the email off <laughs> just so I can stay, you know, stay, on, stay on top of it. Otherwise, my emails do stack up. And I've had 50 emails unread before. And I've, <laughs> never gotten there. I've never gotten there again if I've consistently <laughs> stayed on around five unopened emails, which I think is quite fun. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, that's, it's actually really heartwarming hearing about that, you know, just hearing about you two um, supporting one another when, you know, you have exams or you have revision, because again, it goes, leads back to camaraderie, you know, you really need to support one another, because it's a difficult course, and it's also a difficult role as well. So it's, it's really hard balancing the two, but it's amazing that you are, you are doing that. So I guess, you know, the final questions, just to wrap up this interview, would be, what would your Okay, I'll I'll lower the number because I usually say, what are your top 10 pieces of advice? I'd probably say, what are your top three pieces of advice about one, you know, getting involved in the BMA and two, how to, you know, effectively sustain your role within the BMA? What would what would your pieces of advice be for people? Oh, so I guess for the first part of the question in terms of getting involved in the BMA, I'd say um, if you can afford it and it's doable, I would re definitely recommend starting off by being a member. So it's uh, just around £4 a month. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the membership fee. And for that, you obviously get a lot of benefits. You get access to the BMJ online. Um, you obviously also get the newsletters that Lara and I write. And we constantly write about all the different things that the BMA and the MSC have been up to. So mm -hmm. that allows you to really keep yourself in the loop. Alternatively, if that's you know if that's not something that you want to do, you don't want to make that financial commitment yet. I definitely recommend you know following the social medias, having a look at the things that we post because we do try and keep people updated through that as well. The other possibility I would recommend is if you can try and get involved with a conference or so the medical students conference or the BMA ho BMA hosts. Um, a lot of the time, usually the financial costs of that are covered so for example travel um, is covered and accommodation is covered so that really really helps and it's something that I I don't want to say nobody does because I can't say that exactly <laughs> but <laughs> from my experience from most conferences that I've been to like, no one really covers that for you unless you, you know you've gone and got scholarships so I think that's a really really cool thing and it puts the um you know the entry threshold to get involved with the BMA really low because you only have to be able to free up, you know, a Saturday maybe, so you can go to one of the conferences and just, you know, enjoy yourself and talk to some people, go to the events and, different, and things like that. And those are always, you know, posted on the website. So those are two different things you can get use to get involved um, in the BMA. Just, you know, dipping your toes in, in a sense. If you want to, you know, run for a position, you know, elections are typically, well, nominations are typically opening up in April, so just after conference, and that um, allows you to obviously become a rep. And then be involved even more with the medical students committee and possibly run feed sec if that's something that you're interested with interested in and then in terms of sustaining the work within the bma i think that's definitely something that i'm still getting better at mm -hmm. it comes back to those you know we were talking about skill sets and 
what skill sets that be, be you are best to have in the BMA. And I know there's some skill sets that I don't have myself that I'm not very good at. I'm trying to learn from other people. And one of those is definitely social media because some people are so good when it comes to the social media. And I'm starting <laughs> to be kind of, you know, get better at it myself. And I think that's definitely something that helps you sustain the work that you do within the BMA and make sure that it's loud and visible and it has a good outreach. And because nowadays, I think especially people want to see that the actions happened mm-hmm. and that things are changing. And it's definitely one of those difficulties that the BMA and also the Medical Students Committee has, which is that we do a lot of work and we get a lot of work done, but yeah. it's just communicating <laughs> that across um, to people and thinking to yourself, okay, this is this affects a lot of people that everybody would hear about this. So for example, everybody finds out what deanery they're going to be on in on the 9th of, uh, 9th of March from the UKFPO. So that wasn't going to be the case before, but we, you know, we pushed and we lobbied for it to be the case. And that's now, that's now, a, fit, that's now a case. But then I can guarantee you that someone's going to be listening to this and it's going to be like, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. And that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. It's just like, we have to just pushing that through and making sure we can reach as many people as possible. Uh, so yeah, definitely social media is one way to sustain that work, but and then also just looking at the different roles that are within the BMA. Because if you want to, if you still want to be involved, but you the time commitment is too much for you, there's always different ways that you can, you know, there's different positions that are less intensive and mm-hmm. that allow you to still be involved but also manage your time effectively. So for example, being co-chair is obviously something that's very very time consuming, but something like being a deputy rep or a main rep is slightly less time consuming because you have less meetings to attend to. And again, that you can more adjust that more to what your schedule is. So you can obviously mm-hmm. say, this time is a better time for me to meet. And you also have your deputy rep to give you a hand. And, but then you also have your MSC meetings that are set in the calendar way, way in advance. So you know exactly where you need to look at your timetable. So yeah, I think those would be my two answers for your two separate questions. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. Well, it's been amazing talking to you and gaining your insight into your role within the BMA and just as a medical student as well. And I think our listeners will learn a lot from this episode and will definitely have some questions as well. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Very Junior Doctors. Check us out on Instagram at Very Junior Doctors and check Chloe's page out at The Medic Map. Hope to see you in our next episode.